Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24 7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Sunnest Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! This is God's Journey Child, Theodore Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lebreen at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, music of the spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown, with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradio.com radionetwork.com Walk with us family Let's go At Majal's Products We care for a better you With our handmade Natural ingredients To give you healthier skin Body and stronger hair Like our face Foot Hair and body care products To order yours today Please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majals Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. 
This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiny Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now. TPB Radio. TPB Radio.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPB Radio. TPB Radio. Good afternoon, good afternoon. As the songwriter said, he has never lost a battle. That is such an awesome, awesome and amazing way to kick, to jumpstart this show on today uh, with Ephesians uh, chapter 5 that has been transforming our lives. I'll speak corporately because I know that the word of God has the power and the ability to do just that. I want to decree and declare a thing over the airways today. God has never, and never is a large and a strong word, but God has never lost a battle, and he never will. Good afternoon, Pastor Jackson. Pastor Jackson, unmute your Hey, hey, I wanted to decree and declare that in your life on today, in your household, that God has never lost a battle and he never will. Uh, hey, Roberta, Hotry, how you guys today? Good, good. Doing good. good. want to decree that and declare that in your atmosphere as well. I feel that in my sanctified spirit this morning, this afternoon, that God has never lost a battle and he never, never, ever will. I want to decree that and declare that in your atmosphere as well today. We going in on today. We've got much to appreciate God for. Um, uh, Pastor, Uh, Brother John, Brother John Jackson, Jr., how you doing today, son? Doing great, ma'am. Great, awesome. Want to decree and declare that same awesome message in your atmosphere, in your household, in your very life. God has never lost a battle, and he never will. And who did I leave out but Pastor Chris and Nisi? Want to decree it and declare it in your life, in your business, in your household, in your everyday walk around to the mailbox, Pastor Chris. God has never lost a battle, and he never will. Amen. Because even in death, we win. Hey, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And to our listeners on today, we will have Brother John. He will be our lead on today. And so, Brother John, I decrease. You have the floor, sir. And the scripture that we're starting with, unless you want to go back, is 25 of Ephesians. But you're welcome to go to whatever scripture the Lord leads you to deal with. Brother John. Amen. Thank you, ma'am. Um, greatly humble for this opportunity. Um, I would like to also start, if we can go for just a quick word of prayer before we get started this morning. Amen. Father, in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank the Lord for the opportunity to come before you. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to bless everyone, Lord, on this call on today, Lord. Father God, that you open up our eyes of understanding, Lord God. Father Lord, that you drop a word, Lord, in our spirit. Father God, and the Holy Ghost, Lord, will have his way. Father God, that you would stir up the atmosphere, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, and stir up the gift among us, God. Father, for you to get the glory and the praise. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, right now for this opportunity. Father, your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. 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 You think of the atmosphere being stirred by the phone. You serve a God who has never lost a battle. Um, I'm thanking for his word. I'm, I'm very humbled by these great men and women of God that's on this line. Um, and what God is doing um, in the atmosphere, what God is doing, what he's doing with the churches and each individual. And as we 
dive into Ephesians, continue study that God would use us on this afternoon for this book. So we can start out with Ephesians um, chapter uh, 5, verse 25. It says, Husband, love your wives, even as Christ has also loved the church and gave himself for it. So we can start with Pastor Jackson. Sir, can you give us what God has given you this afternoon on that verse? Amen. Amen. Uh, I say good evening. Good evening to everybody. God bless everybody. Um, this is a, another good good topic, good verse. Uh, 24 and 25 goes together, and it's, and it's your husband, love your wives, even as Christ also have loved the church. And he gave himself for it. Well, thanks. We have something going. We own to something. When we can listen and what Paul's writing about to us, what God has done for us. We have uh, some things that are set in order for husbands and wives. He'll give us some things that we should do, not actions do. We should do this because it's for the cleaning. It's for a reason for us to do this. We can't deviate this. We can't put our own uh, words in this and change it. If our words, if we change words for, for us to understand it, it shouldn't change the the, the the power of the word because this is how it has to be. Husbands got to love your wives. We can't put a word because uh, she didn't cook my cornbread. She didn't do this. She's disrespectful, whatever. We still tell them if we married her, we got to love her just like Christ loved the church. The church don't do everything right for, for God, but he still loved it. So we can't put up. I can't love my wife like this. He said, husband, love your wife even as Christ loved the church. And we and we have to do this. You ever think of this, uh, a story, if you think about um, Abraham and, and Sarah. I think there's two wonderful people, I do believe. You sit down and look at them. They didn't, God said that they were going to have a child. Those people, both of those people, I believe there were no bad people. But they was they didn't have the same agreement with one another. Sarah didn't was different from Abraham. Abraham was different from Sarah. Abraham Sarah laughed when God told her she was gonna have a child. When God asked Abraham, where is Sarah? She in the tent. But Sarah was behind the door listening. And Sarah said when she, God said she was going to have a child this time, she laughed. Now, what happened here, Sarah laughed in her heart. She didn't open her mouth. She laughed in her heart, and she said she laughed. But now, we couldn't debate that. But she was talking, God said she laughed. And she couldn't, and then she had to turn around and lie. Abraham, in the 17th chapter of Genesis, 1717, 
God gave him the same story on telling him that he's going to have a child. And Abraham laughed. Both of them had doubts. But it was a process. Two people, God had played together. He said, it's got to be this way. So we can't change the word of God to fix for us. They was different. They didn't have everything right. But it happened to be like God said. So when we look at this word, we can't change it for our bit, for our viewpoint of what we feel, what it feel like we should be. I have to, I have to love my wife like Christ. And the, the illustration he gave us, like Christ loved the church, and we know Christ loved the church. Now, we, whatever way we want to put this, he's not only did he loved it, he proved himself. So husbands. We have to love our wives, whether she's what she's supposed to be, what you may think she's supposed to be or not. We got to do what this says. And ask God to help us. If you got any other problem thinking that you can't love her, you better ask God because God is not going to change this. This is what we have to do. God bless. Amen. Amen. Excellent, excellent illustrations. I'm Pastor Jackson. Um, I like the way you brought that out, boys, and, and, and husbands' responsibilities. Um, we, we can't get out of it. You know what I'm saying? As men, the, the, the priest of your home, as men, the priest of your home, you got to set the atmosphere. You know, mm-hmm. regardless of your wife, it's still the responsibility. God gives you the initial instructions. So we can't get out of that. Amen. I like that. God bless you, sir. Yeah. Um, uh, Minister Roberta. Can you give us what God has given you concerning that scripture, Ephesians 5, 25, ma'am? Five twenty-five. Husband loves your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You look at that, you look at, uh, God has told the husband to love the wife. And the church, as Christ loved the church, and you have to ask yourself, how did Christ love the church? What did he do for the church? So that's my, my take on it. What did Christ do for the church? He gave the church everything it needed. It's, uh, all, all the supplies comes from Christ. The husband is supposed to do that for the wife. And it's a, it's a powerful scripture. <laughs> love. There's nothing greater than love. And he gave that man an awesome responsibility to love the wife. And I often ask him, what does Christ love? Like, when we look at how Christ loved the church, what do we see? He sanctified. He sanctified himself for it. He died for it. He gave it everything it needed. I believe that's what God is telling the husband to do. Love your wife. The Bible says that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. That cleave, that wife is supposed to be the most important thing in a husband's life. Nothing should be more important. 
to that man and he should demonstrate it in short in his life and his wife he's to love her as he loved his own body amen 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 awesome awesome um just just, just hearing um the input is like got my soul leaping over here just god's words just just jumping out um the more when you're talking about you know this love and how christ loved the church and in the type of love that he gave um this is just it's an awesome um passage awesome, awesome scripture um we're going to go on to um, Minister Lorraine. Can you help us out this morning? What does God reveal to you concerning this scripture? Uh, you know, uh, Brother John, when I took my uh, vows, I didn't take them. I took them at face value. I didn't really, I didn't really receive the responsibility of what I was doing. I didn't even really know the responsibility. When we look at the great measures that Christ went through to ensure the well-being of his bride. That's an indication of the responsibility that a man takes on when he accepts a woman as his wife. And spiritually, it's, God has revealed to mankind just how to take care of his bride, just how to take care, because he took care of the church. And so, mm-hmm. what does when I ask myself what Christ did in, 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 in the church and in my life, what does that really tell me? That tells me how deeply and how real his love is for me. And when we start to realize the depth and the love of Christ for the church, and we equate that to our everyday relationships in our marriages, we're coming up short, and that's an understatement. So I have to ask myself, how many women are truly enjoying the level of commitment that was intended for them. How many men are partaking in the respect that that woman is supposed to give him today for real? And I won't answer for anybody else. I'll just answer for me. I'm just coming to the realization of what I did 35 years ago when I walked down the aisle four months pregnant with my one of my sons. I had already put the, the cart before the horse. I had already uh, stepped out of bounds and then I was trying to make right with the marriage. And marriage was never intended to make right my wrongs. Marriage was intended to be a level of commitment when I was prepared by the Holy Spirit to enter into that covenant. So I went ahead of the Holy Spirit. So you know I lived a messed up thing for a long time. So I thank you, uh, brother, and uh, Pastor Chris is, is is texting me. So you might want to <laughs> let him say something, but put make sure you put your reins on him, John Jr., because he 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 getting out of hand already. Go ahead, brother yes, John. Yes, yes, ma'am. Also, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Pastor Chris. But can I ask you this question, um, Minister um, Lorraine? But how do we how do we get there? How do the husband and the wife? How do we get there? We got we got there, brother John, through pain and things that we've suffered. The Bible said that, mm-hmm. that we would learn how to obey God through the things that we suffer. It's sad to say it, but we, we went through the era of I want a divorce, uh, the era of 
um, I need two lawyers because I want to make sure that when I divorce you, I get I, I get your properties. You know, so we went through a lot of the painful ills of being married and not taking on the responsibility of the marriage before we got to this place where we realized, you know what, this is not God's best for our life that we're feuding and fighting like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Let's go back to the one that gave us this plan and let's just repent to him that we've messed up this plan. And now instead of coming to a conclusion of how we're going to settle this matter ourselves, let's go to God and ask God what to do and not only just ask him what to do, son, but to do the things he give us to do, which first of all, he's going to tell you to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he's going to give you instructions. And sometimes those instructions are not adhered to by both parties. But a covenant, what I learned, covenant changed my life when I learned covenant. Covenant is not about how you treat me, son. Covenant is about the fact that I agree with God that I'm going to be in covenant with you. So I'm going to do everything I know how to do in my power to stay in covenant with you. That will change your everyday life because it, it's not about what you do to me. It's about how, what I do to you. That's what he's going to ask me about when I stand before him. So we had to go back to God. We had to ask God for, for how to correct the wrongs that we had made. And we're still in correction mode. We're still a work in progress, but we're a lot better than where we were. Did that answer your question, son? Yes, ma'am. And, and, and what I got out of it, tied together, to me, it seemed like once you submitted to the Lord in the lowest way, that he started working things out for you. Amen. 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 Let me go ahead and bring on uh, Pastor Chris. Can you help us out with Ephesians 5 and 25, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to be good just because uh, Sister Lorraine told me so. So I'm going to be good. So <laughs> uh, I wanted I, wa- I wanted to expose something. A lot of us may not want to admit this. But before we even were serious in the flow, in the relationship, in the growth of Christ, a lot of us met our spouses unsaved, or one was saved, straddling the fence, and the other one wasn't saved at all. So I wanted to throw another element in there, and I think uh, uh, Pastor Dave, I think Pastor Davis said this, uh, but I'm going to throw the monkey in the wrench. Now, also co-signing with Minister Lorraine, a lot of us had to learn from the school of hard knocks. What do I mean? Well, a lot of us found God later on in our journeys. And a lot of us had a lot of fails. Now, the key component is is understanding the love that Christ had for the church. Now, this one key component we're still working on as believers. The concept, which Sister Roberta also said, was love. We don't know how to truly love because all of us loved on condition. We were conditional lovers of our of our wives, of our husbands. Of our church, of our commitment to God. We were temporary. We were fickle with it. 
because we didn't understand the true relationship of God. See, the only way to honor the husband or the wife is to honor the first love, which is Christ. You will not be able to love your husband or your wife if you don't love Christ, because Christ is the glue that keeps it together. Oh, here we go. We talking that religious stuff, Thomas. Okay, great. Let me put the practical into it. How do you expect loyalty when you're not loyal to your spouse? Uh-oh. So we can't be one if we're not being committed to be one. We have to be committed to be one first. I get it. We all grow up different, especially a lot of our sisters. They grew up independent. I don't need nobody. I got myself and my pumps and my red bottom shoes with my Versace bag. Okay, it's all good, sis. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that the submission part on both parties, even with the fellas rocking the gators and rocking the nice suits, got the nice car, we got the condo, we doing it up, we got our own thing. But when you come together, it's a process. And when you can be real with each other, saved or not, what brings you together is your imperfections. Uh-oh, we don't want to talk about that. But if we put our imperfections on the table and realize that our relationship isn't BET or Lifetime movie specials. It is real deal, holy field, where we have to become one flesh. Becoming one flesh is hard. I, I got the t-shirt and the hat. It ain't going to happen overnight. It'll take some people a lifetime. It'll take some people 35, 40 years. It all depends. But the fact of the matter is this. Once we learn how to love truly and without condition. Once we have a true relationship with God, then in turn, we could become one in the flesh. Why? Because we died to ourselves. I know that's a little heavy and I threw a little wrench in it, but I think it'll bless somebody out there that's listening because the fact of the matter is this. In order for you to grow, you have to process in the pain. Uh Uh-oh. Let me be quiet. All right. All right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm coming on my call. So back to you. Amen, amen. Awesome, Pastor Chris. Awesome, sir. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. Um, next, I would like to um, have um, Sister Tracy, if she can um, expound on this verse for us this morning. Amen. Good morning. That was that was so good, Pastor Chris. Um, what's really important is knowing the reign that God gave the husband. And the reign and the rule that he gave the husband in the marriage is love and is to love. So it's a leadership of love. Um, the, the love, the type of love that you love even when the person is ugly, even when the person rejects you, even when the person is unappealing, when the person doesn't do it the way you want them to do it, when the person doesn't react the way you want them to react. That type of unfailing, uncompromising love is the love that God told the husband to have toward his wife. And I think the biggest thing is that love is a decision. 
you make a decision that I'm going to love through all things, no matter what comes out to love. And I think that's the biggest piece. It's a decision. You have to purpose yourself every day to get up, to to love that. that you have to purpose yourself every day to get up and, and um, not disregard the things that are important, you know, and the most important thing is love. Amen, amen. Thank you, Sister Trudy. Um, and listen to you expound upon it. It seems like you're telling us about that agape love that the husband should be showing like Christ had. Christ had the agape love, so we should be showing that love um, toward our spouses. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen. Um, next, um, we're going to go to the next verse, uh, 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Um, can we start with our minister, Roberta? Can you help us out with that um, scripture, man? Yes, yes. That he might sanctify it and cleanse it. So that's exactly what Jesus did. He sanctified the church. He, 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 cleansed, he cleansed the church. He took... Uh, he took took the sins he took our sins and he cleansed us with his word to sanctify us and he said that's the way the husband is to do for the wife to sanctify excuse me and to sanctify is to set aside for particular use, uh, not to abuse or mistreat, but to set aside and to wash it. And not just that, but he wanted to present it to himself. He's, he's, you know, the, the marriage is a is a is a is an awesome it's an awesome thing. And when you got a husband and wife and they both uh, sanctified and clean with the word, meaning that whatever decision together, we make it we make the decision with what the word says, not what I say, but what the word of God says. And that <clears throat> and your marriage and your decisions will be sanctified. Amen. You said something about the washing of it by the word of God. I mean, so it means the more we stay in the word, the more God plans with us. I'm sorry, what you say? So we say about the, the washing of the water by the word. So the more we stay in God's word, the more God is, 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 is cleansing and sanctifying us. The more he's sanctified, the more he's revealing himself to us, the more he's cleansing us, the, the more we standing firm in what he says, yes, the more we stand on the word. We're cleaned by Amen. the word, by the washing of the word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Awesome, huh? um, Pastor Jackson, can you help us with the scripture, sir? Amen. Amen. That was good. I, that was good, and I just picked it up while she was over there, and John... 15 and um, 
3, it says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. It's all here, saints. It's all here. We first started this, this, this whole chapter. If everybody was was uh, was real clear, I think everybody would have to do what Minister Brown did because at one point, I think none of us studied this scripture out before we got married. And if, if we would be real honest with ourselves, when it started off, it said husband and wives. From the 21st to the on to the finish, it's husband and wife. This is the order that you must do if you want to be clean. We got to put all of the, the, the hatred or, or, or what somebody did you, how you do me. I'm I'm the boss. I don't want to I don't want to be submissive, and I don't want to, all this. It's a it's a it's a task for husbands and wives. We have no room to to on either side, husband or wife, to to be bitter or uh, or be uh, in a um, negative way. Because it is not only on husbands, it's wives too. So we all have to take a look at our marriage and repent from this scripture. Whether you did it or not, at one point or another, have we done what he says? Wives submit. Husbands love. Like Christ loved the church. Then we put in reason. Why? There ain't no reason. We got to do what this word say. In First Corinthians, says, uh, which is five seventeen, we are new creatures, and when we get into Christ, we got to learn what the Word of God say, and get into the Word. It's been written. It's for us. Not this scripture ain't written for unsaved. He can he can, he can have it, but it's for Christian. It says saints. This is where you got to live. God has cleansed us up since he wants to present us to the church, to the, to, to the to his father. We have to be clean. We can't have our own attitudes, our own way, our own mindset. It got to be what, he said, what he's telling us. We got to get rid of this. Whatever is not like God, whatever, is, whatever it is, say, I wasn't raised this way. My mama didn't teach me this way. But this, you know, Jesus you are new creatures. That's what you follow in it. When I become like Jesus, this is who I'm supposed to imitate him. So this scripture is for husbands and wives. We can't we can't de- deviate it and say the, the wife, the husband says when you get to the point of you obey me, you stick your chest <laughs> out because you got to love me. <laughs> you got to love mm-hmm. me like Craig Murphy. So you can you ain't got nothing. To, we we both of us. It ain't for just for you. You both to do what I say. You both to submit yourself to me. It's for both of us. We have to get into this and learn, stay with God, and ask the Holy Ghost to clean us up, wives, husbands, to be what God wants us to be, to be that man or woman that God wants us to be in here. This is what we got to look at this scripture. Wherever it's not, we are not. You know yourself better than anybody. And when you know I'm not following this, that's where you got to go back and praise till you get yourself back right with God to do it to like God. 
the word will cleanse us. That's what he said. And that's what we got to go to. The word will cleanse us. It will break break all them counseling things off. Your personal way, your personal feeling, what I picked up from somebody else, what I got from somebody else. But the word will cleanse that up. And you can easily find yourself following the word of God when you get rid of self, when you get rid of things that which you already have built up. In marriages, it's a process. What someone said, and you have to work on these things. These are two people. They say you become one. Not you start off one. The two people, you become one. You, you, we have different ideals, different thoughts. We have different minds. We have, yet God said he, you all become one. That means something got to be sifted out of both and both two, two people's lives. Can't this be one person? I, everything go my way. Uh-uh, duh, the bell going to go off. Dad, this can't go your way. It can't go one person's way. It's got to work. It's a process. We've got to work at this. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jackson. You said a couple of things, but I'm going to come back here. We're going to go to song um, real quick, and then we'll come back with Minister Lorraine, Pastor Chris, and Sister Tracy. Amen. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now. TPV Radio. TPV Radio.
because he came in and he communicated love, real love, agape love to us. And then we as a people came in and we distorted that communication with <clears throat> the fist to wrist action, with the side piece action, with uh, uh, contaminating our relationships, with the words that we've chosen that were not godly actions. So we we came in and we dimmed our light. Now we have to ask ourselves, if I really want to see this marriage fixed, what do I do? We have to we have to go back and we have to take on this unselfish uh, behavior that that God has shown us through what He did, and then we have to put that in place and we have to quit polluting, quit polluting the atmosphere between us, and we have to we have to work diligently at uh, getting back restored because we're trying a lot of times we're trying to mend but the basis of the the, the, the the relationship is sick so how can we mend or how can we heal when there's infection in the relationship does that make sense brother John <clears throat> man <laughs> so that's where I am with this scripture I'm 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 looking at Ephesians as a 62 year old woman, and I'm saying, okay, Lord, even at 62, I'm I still have some things wrong, but I want to correct them. Now, now help me to move from where I am, because I'm still accountable, brother John. I can't say, well, I done got older now, so I I, I did I, I didn't know it. Okay, but now I know now, so I'm still responsible to try and correct, because what I've learned as, as I get older. My attitude is changing, and my patience is, is thin. And but I still have to work on work on those things because I need somebody to be patient with me. So I've got to exercise that key. I need somebody to be loving with me. So I've got to exercise that. And I'm I'm working. I, I am a work in progress, and I I want everybody to know that I am working on uh, being a better me. Thank you, Brother John. Amen. Excellent, Minister Brown. Um. It, it just it just brings the life to more like say the, the more we read God's word and actually read it, it, it shows mm-hmm. us in the scripture, mm-hmm. and we have to, we have to accept what God is showing us about us. Um, so a lot of times people they they read the scripture and they think of God talking about everybody else but them, but when we bring it and, and we look upon ourselves first, that's how we start to grow and develop. Amen. Mhm. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, Next, I'll have uh, Sister Tracy. Can you help us with this scripture, ma'am? Yes, sir. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Um, I think this scripture speaks of Jesus' work for the church. Um, you know, in, in the natural, no husband cannot spiritually cleanse his wife the same way Jesus cleanses the church. But a husband can take an active and caring responsibility and interest to cover her. And um, and, and this is um, uh, taking an active interest in her spiritual health. Um, so as the husband being the high priest of the house, of his home, he helps her to keep 
her clean by covering her before the Lord. Amen, amen. Keeping her clean, amen. Um, Pastor Chris, can you help us with this scripture, sir? Yes, sir. Um, when it comes to, and I gotta, I'm gonna take this from Sister Tracy in in far as decisions, and the water can't wash, which is the word in the context. If you don't decide for yourself as a head to be closer to Christ, uh oh, what do I mean? See, we have responsibilities as men of God, right? And God has set a standard for us. But as some of us that have been in some ministries, not all, it has been flipped. The dynamic of the ladies leading has changed the game a lot because we got content with sitting on our lazy boys and watching football on Sundays, and our wife is going in on church. She's doing everything possible. She's growing. She's maturing. And we're still sitting there with the remote control watching our favorite football team. Now, oh, Samus, that was cold. Well, sometimes we got to get real with it. Like Sister Lorraine said, we have to be transparent. I was one of those dudes. I was like, okay, I'm not going to church today. I'm going to sit and watch football all day long. You can go ahead and go to church. See, this is before all this. And it came to a point that you have to look in the mirror and say to yourself, how long are you going to destroy this? Because it's if we don't change, as men of God, it's a natural order for a woman to follow if the man is focused on what God has for himself, his wife, the family, and the church. You notice what I said, right? We usually put the church first, family way last, and the dynamic is all messed up. So we have to understand that we have to look in the mirror first, make the decision to love past whatever it is because a lot of times that a lot of stuff that comes in marriage is because of baggage or junk that we didn't leave Uh oh. and a lot of times the baggage continues in the next relationship and the next relationship and the next relationship until you become man enough or woman enough and say you know what I'm tired of carrying these baggage so let me go ahead and open this word for once in my life and take the antidote needed so I can stop killing my marriage. Because we kill our marriages. It's not God. We don't want to coexist because I don't like the way she or I don't like the way he or he got too fat so or she got too fat so. See, we're conditional. And see, what God is putting in this text is that it's not about what you feel. It's about marrying to Christ. That is the ultimate goal for both of you. If both of you decide to put your junk in the garbage 
and be willing to help each other grow and mature, then you will become one flesh. But until we do that and we get off our ego trips, we will never be washed by the water, which is the word of God. Let me cut it out because I'm about to run off and I'm trying to be nice. The band is ready to get it in, but we got a lot more context to talk about. So, brother, back to you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you, sir. And it seemed like, from what you were saying, it seemed like once each party learns how to submit to Christ, then it's much easier for them to submit to each other. Amen? Amen. Do you have any callers, Pastor Chris? Uh, Yes, sir. We have a few on the line. So, callers, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number for security purposes. So, first caller up, 7991, 7991, you are live on the air. God bless you. 7991, going once, going twice. All right, we'll put you on mute. Thank you so much for calling. Next caller, 6015, 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Sixty fifteen, you are live on the air. Going once, going twice. We will put you back on mute. God bless you. Thank you. Oh. She was getting ready to say something, I think. There you go. Go ahead. Lucille Priestess, Shirley Allen, and Darcy Cook. Join the show. Have a blessed day. Amen. Thank you for calling. Next caller, 5456, 5456, you are live on the air. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Last caller, 3941, 3941, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hey, family, love you all. Amen. Thank you for calling. All right, back to you. Amen. Hey, before I go to the next scripture, I do have a, a question. Um, Pastor Chris, um, you're talking about for and um, people that bring baggage from other relationships and things. How do they get rid of that baggage? Oh, yeah. That's a nice one. Now, what I've learned, I'm going to be transparent. What I've learned that sometimes there's certain things in relationships that you will carry on from the next. Now, the only way for us to get closer to God is getting over it. Now, how do you do that? Well, sometimes you got to do a self-examination. Sometimes you got to be single for a year or two. Sometimes you got to just drop the old habits that you used to do to cope and use the word of God as a coping mechanism. Now, certain things require certain processes, just like a habit. It takes almost 30 days for a habit to form. 
So allowing new things to replace the pain, like take a walk, go to the gym, read the word, pray, you know, different things to change the dynamic. See, we're creatures of habit. We like to take these baggages as defenses. We, we line them up around us, put it around our heart, and when we meet someone, they have to go through all these hurdles just to get over one bag. And I'm going to be real. And by the time they get over all 16 of your baggages, a lot of times it ends in divorce. A lot of times it ends in infidelity. A lot of times it ends, ends in different habits that you didn't do before, and now you're adopting them because you haven't handled it for yourself. In order for you to love anyone, you have to get rid of the baggage. Now, you, God will give you people. And see, this is what I love about God. And sometimes it don't have to be church folks. Sometimes he'll give you somebody that will just be neutral to the situation, be real with you, and you'll be able to attack it. A lot of us don't want to go back to that bag. A lot of us don't want to open the bag and see what's inside it because we develop this thing called the mask. Especially if we got in the church, we've learned how to cosmetically camouflage our relationships. Uh Mm Uh-oh. We go to church and we look and and sound and and dress and do things in church that everybody's white. Wow, that couple is so awesome in God. But then when they go home, all H-E-L-L hockey sticks is breaking loose in their house. Why? Because they haven't dealt with their own baggage. We put too many band-aids on the situation. That's why we can't get close. That's why we can't become one because we too busy, too busy putting cliches, band-aids, all this artificial stuff over wounds that should be dealt with by the Spirit of God. It's our choice, sir and ma'am, to get rid of the baggage. It will take a process. It will take some people a year. It will take some people 30 days. It will take some people three years. It all depends on how big the bag is and how heavy it is. But a true man or woman of God, if they see that God is working with you, they will help you pass the pain. Uh Uh-oh, they don't want to hear that one either. (laughs) When we work past the pain, that shows true love because of the fact that you stood by me regardless of how I was talking to you sideways. It goes with the ladies, too. You, I, you demasculated me. You made me feel some kind of way. You went and did your own thing just because you got your degree. Same way with the men. We get too cocky. We have to understand we are stronger together than apart. Why do you think, and I said this last week, and this is kind of a controversial statement, so you're on a controversial Christian radio station. So, when it comes to the African-American couple, we are the highest attack couple in the church. Why? Because when we come together, there's nothing that can stop us. See, people don't want to talk about that. 
We so busy being independent and being powerful in our own lane, so we got our wives or husbands sitting there dying because we don't want to bring them into the fold, regardless of what level they're in. As a man, we're supposed to help our ladies come up, or if the lady's stronger spiritually, she needs to cover her man, or vice versa, but we don't do that. So that's how we get rid of our baggage. Once we get over ourselves and realize it ain't about you, it's about Christ, and when you put it about Christ, then in turn Christ will add the agape love, the unconditional love in your life to love your spouse. Let me stop back to you. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome, sir. Thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, Let's move on to the next chapter, Ephesians 5 and 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. Um, Pastor Jackson, can you help us with that scripture, sir? Praise the Lord. Well, he died. The purpose to cleanse it up. He wanted to present a perfect church. He wanted us, as husband and wives, to get rid of all them baggage where he can present us a perfect people. Um, this what he's telling us that he might present a, uh, himself the glorious church not having spot or wrinkles or any such thing that it should be holy holy or without blame. That's why husbands, wives, we gotta get rid of see we can we can speak in tongues and don't love your husband. We can preach and quote scripture and don't love our wives. We can have all that down path, but we reject to do our responsibility as loving our wives, our wives submitting. We we good at that. I I preached a message one time and asked a person, asked a couple, why is it so hard for us to look at one another and say I love you? When is the last time we looked at our husband or our wives, and you ain't got to raise your hand? And look at him or her and say, I love you. And you don't even have to say like Christ loves the church, but say, I love you. Why is it so hard? Because the enemy don't want you to exercise this scripture. The thing that God wants us to do. And each one should look at him or her life. What did it take to make us fix our marriage? Whatever it may be. I can't look at yours and everybody's. Each one of us on this line have a, when we look at this scripture, I can't go talking about everybody else's, but you got something that you say, I need to be submissive. I need to tell my wife I love her. I need to, I need to do something myself. See, because we can talk about other things and people and get off, but we need to look at ourselves. At this script is talking. It's talking to Christian wives and husbands. 
We have to go back. God, God want to present us. He, you, you good at this. I can pray. I, I can read. I can study. I, I, I got a revelation. I got this. But is I'm, is I'm because I want to present you, uh, uh, holy. That's why he died. He get, get rid of all the flaws. Get all the baggage out. He, he want a, a perfect bride. I remember Pastor Simmons said he'd never seen an ugly bride. People prepare themselves. And we need to prepare ourselves. When we look at our life, what it is to get me me and my wife? What is I have not done for me and my wife? Personalize this thing. Just me and her. And I, what I have not done. What you have not done. Because we can say a lot of things about other people. But what I have not done, see, we have to personalize this thing. God want to present you and your wife an example of what I, I died. I got rid of everything. I want to present you and your wife because a, a glorious, I want a glorious church. So my wife, I, I got to get rid of this stuff. What I don't, I can't tell her I love her. You can't tell him I love it. You can't use the word love because whatever it might be, he, he didn't treat you right last night. He he might have said something bad to you. You 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 slept in the other bed or whatever. Well, we have to go back and look at ourselves, me and my husband, me and my wife. What I what I I have not done, and it's something that you know. That you have, and it's something she know that she have, and that's how we can start off. That he might present to himself a glorious church. We have to get rid of this stuff. What the enemy have placed in our lives that we can't love each other. We gotta uh, 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 whatever it is, whatever it is. I don't need to start naming things. You know this as well. Why you can't do what you do. Better than I know, you know, and then we can we can talk about many things. But you have to go back to you and look at yourself, and look at husband, look at himself. What I have not done, and I know I find faults. And if you look close enough, before I can go anywhere and start searching to somebody else, I find some on myself too. God bless. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jackson. Thank you, Minister, Minister Roberta. Can you expound upon the scripture for us, ma'am? And also, can you share with us, do we have a responsibility in this? I'm sorry. Could you say that again, please? I'm sorry. Yes. Can you expound upon the scripture as well, ma'am? And also, um, tell us what is our responsibility with this scripture? With the the scripture, our responsibility is like, It's actually responsibility is is the, the Holy Spirit revealing to to you what's wrong. Once He reveals what's wrong, then you you deal with it. You acknowledge it. You repent, and that's how you that's how you uh, that's how you're able to become uh, clean and blameless. Because you have to deal with the sin. You have to deal with You can't act like it doesn't exist or act like, you know, the average woman, when she gets married, she gets married to submit. She 
she she want to submit. She want she want to love that husband, to, to submit and do all the things. That's that's her heart. She she was she was uh, she was made that way. But what happens? Some people take weakness, kindness for weakness, and even church uh, church people take kindness for weakness. And we don't we don't like to to to, to talk about how we use the word of God to do what we want to do and not what God wants us to do. So God wants us to to sanctify, to be cleaned by the washing of the word. Whatever the word says, that's what you do. Amen. You just do what the, what the word says. And he, and he has a way of bringing it around so that we could, you know, we, 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 we tiptoe over the tutors. Because we don't want to deal with that love, Amen. that purifying love, that divine love, that love that God says we're to have. <clears throat> so we tiptoe around it, even in with our children, the relationships, all that's dealing with marriage. You know, how you uh, discipline your children, how your children respect you. All that is, has a major part to play in it as well. So the, the husband in the relationship, in the family, he is the head. And the children are supposed to know he's the head and he's supposed to have that respect as being the head, that don't mean he do what he want to do, but it means that he's the head. And actually, the head is supposed to govern govern the body, make sure the body is doing what it's supposed to do. That's what the head actually is supposed to be doing, not giving orders all the time as much as it is being an example, leading by example. That's uh, let's get out of that. That that's the only way we're gonna become blameless and holy. Amen. Awesome, awesome, ma'am. And 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 the reason I asked that question to you is because it it, it goes with a lot of times we think we we accept Christ, um, we join the church, we go to church every week, um, but that's it. Um, but not realizing that it's responsibilities, things that we still have to do in this walk. Um, as we grow, um, but Amen. Thank you for answering that, um, ma'am. Next, um, Minister Lorraine, can you help us with this scripture, ma'am? Yeah, Brother uh, uh, John, I, I came up, <clears throat> I came up in a place where uh, abuse was regular, love was unusual. So when I came into the body of Christ, I was, I was um, a very wounded individual. So when uh, Christ began to express his love in my life, <clears throat> it became overwhelming for me. And I was so caught up in being a victim that I didn't even really realize that I no longer was a victim. I had been, become victorious in him. And so 
as a voice and a, and a poster child of the abused, um, mm-hmm. this scripture is a roadmap to success because everything that's, that's crooked in our lives, God is saying to us, he's going to work all that stuff out. Now, the working out of crooked and, and wounds and, and hurt is a painful process. And I think that sometimes we get lost in that process. Because mm-hmm. nobody, everybody wants to win, but don't nobody want to uh, go through the process of the win. So mm. I'm, I'm grateful uh, to the Lord that even as we ripen in age and, and our winter months settle in in life, he still doesn't leave us ignorant of change. And change even at a, at a young age and when we're uh, not so vulnerable is hard. So you know it's got to be hard and challenging for a person when they get up and their head is white. But I still want to encourage them that when God brings it up to the surface, don't try to find a brick to tie to it and make it go back down to the bottom. And as Sister Roberta say, it's time to deal with that thing. It's time to acknowledge it. I believe that too many people in the body of Christ are overlooking their hurts and pains because they don't want to... um, they don't want to be frowned upon because they are the bishops and they are the, 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 the big wigs in the church. But that's not important. What's important is that you walk through those gates whole and healed and lacking nothing in God. And, and I hope I didn't go too far off. I, that, that was what was in my heart when you asked me, son. Thank you. Oh, no. You, 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 you're right on point, ma'am. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for being transparent because that's what's needed in our day and time for transparency. Amen. Um, Sister Tracy, can you help us with Ephesians 5 and 27, ma'am? Yes, so this scripture, now let's remember that we're talking in contrast to how God loves the church. So as as many words as in this, are in this scripture, it boils down to you can do the most careful examination um, of the person, the spouse, the wife, and you will not be able to detect the slightest speck of unworthiness or sin. That's basically what this scripture boils down to. That love is so powerful that it overshadows any blemishes, any sin, any hurt. It overshadows that. So it goes back to the husband covering the wife. The covering is the power of love. And love overrules all things. So there's no blemishes. There's nothing. That's what he he's talking about. Um that should be uh would be holy and without blemish. There's no blemishes because all you see is love. Amen. Amen. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Sister Tracy. Okay, no blemishes. We see love. Amen. We see love. Um, Pastor Chris, can you help us with this scripture, sir? Yes, sir. See, the the issue of of this is, again, transparency is key. We have to understand and this is one scripture that really helped me. Uh, it's in Jude, Jude chapter 1, verse 24 through 25. 
and it reads to him who is able to keep you from falling or stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God our Savior be glory majesty power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore amen so that helped me and what Paul did in this text is that again I said this last week that as believers both husbands and wives should be building these key things these key things unity nurturing love and respect which is four in our marriages this is the blueprint Paul laid out he wasn't just talking about the relationship between Christ and the church see it's the other way around see this is see God has a funny way of using the the apostles and when we stop getting so super spiritual on things we can see the message behind the message what do I mean and this is what I this is what pointed out in these scriptures that he is calling us to build our marriages as one which is unity nurturing which is nurturing each other so whatever we lack or she lack or he lack we're nurturing each other building each other up to reach the level God has designed. Also, the big one, love. Yeah, we all wake up sometimes and, you know, most of us are married on here and we get up sometimes and we just don't want to say I love you in the morning or even good morning, you know, or like uh, Pastor Jackson was saying, we don't want to wake up and say, hey, babe, I love you. Even though she looking at you cross-eyed and, she, she don't want to hear it right now. Just being able to take the lead and say, I love you. Eventually, she'll be like, I love you too, babe. It may not come instantaneously like we want it, but it will come. We have to lead the charge in loving. And the big key word that we have problems with, gentlemen and ladies, is R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. And we tend to tap around the issue when it comes to respecting our spouse i'll put myself out out there because i don't mind doing it i didn't always respect my wife i didn't know because i'm over here changing my life i'm doing what god told me to do this this and that and then you want to still do your own thing i didn't respect the fact that it takes a process and i have to shut my mouth lead and do it the way god said said it not whip my wife back to shape and all this. And see, this is the stuff that we do. We still have to respect our partner. Or if the shoe was the reverse, we have to respect the fact that our partners are not on our same levels. And as heads of the house, as priests of the house, it is our job to make sure they grow. We set the example, and sometimes I slip on this even now. We have to set the standard. We still have to respect each other. So unity, nurture, love, and respect in our marriages is key. If you hold on to those four key elements, I promise you, God will help you, restore you, change you, 
and when he changes you, it will change your marriage. So back to you, brother. I'm done. Amen. Amen. Um, we'll go to the phone. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPB Radio. TPB Radio.
what's going on, home team? This your boy Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. God is worthy, amen. Um, next amen. word is Ephesians 5, 28. The utmost to love their wives is their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Um, can I start with uh, Sister Tracy? Can you expound upon that for us, ma'am? Yes, sir. I think um, with this scripture, uh, it's basically telling the man to take care of love, uh, to take care of the wife as he loved or cares for himself. And if you look at it on the flip side, if you neglect your wife, you also neglect yourself. So when you look at it that way, I think it puts it in perspective of, you know, they are one. The the wife and the husband are one So the husband Is his duty to make sure That he cares for her, that he loves her Going back to covering her Because that in itself Takes care of them both According to the word of God Amen Amen, awesome, awesome Thank you ma'am Next, uh, Minister Lorraine, can you expound upon this for us ma'am? Yeah Um uh, like Sister Teresa saying, you know, when you take care of yourself um, and you take care of your spouse, that's an awesome responsibility, but it's a beautiful thing to, to see happen. Uh, a lot of times we see uh, individuals that go t- to great lengths to take care of themselves, but then they don't reciprocate that on their their spouses and loved ones, and, and that's kind of hard to watch. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to what I decide, and Sister Teresa said something that I, 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 I'm still processing even now. She says love is a decision, and, and to me that was just so key, and mm-hmm. it can run through this whole uh, script, this whole uh, chapter of Ephesians mm-hmm. where love becomes our decision. And when we decide mm-hmm. to love, even if we have not been loved and don't know how to love, uh, that decision to love uh it, it can manifest in our lives because we have decided, first of all. And once we decide to do that, I think that everything falls in line. And when we find chaos in our relationships and in our lives, we can go back and trace that back to a lack of love somewhere. If it's not for self-love, it's, it's for someone else. But love is going to be the key in everything that we do in relationships. It has to be based on love. Because it cannot be based on beauty It cannot be based on finances Because those things fade And sometimes they fade rather fast It has to be based on Pure love Thank you Brother John Amen, amen, awesome, awesome So love, love is the, the key of all things it's, 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 Amen Amen, amen uh, Minister Roberta Can you respond to this a little bit more for us man? Yes, uh, that that verse 
reminds me of the scripture says that she's bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, that they shall become one. So to me, that's saying that uh, he had, he, he uh, is to love her as his own flesh. She is his flesh. They're one. And if he don't take care of, of his flesh, which is her, then he, right. he's uh, not doing himself any justice. And that's a, that's a that's a that's a great love to uh, love someone like you love yourself, you know. And that's what that's what Paul is saying, you know. Uh, Paul is, is is telling them this is this is the way it's supposed to be. This is what the church looks like, and he demonstrated it. And that's what that's what uh, the marriage is supposed to look like. When a person see your marriage, they see the church, and it and it should want it should it should have that 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 type of love that uh, you will be one. You know, I mean that that love, man. Right. No, that's 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 a that's a that's a big powerful word, love. <laughs> It's big. It's. I mean, what all all we're saying is, love. It's 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 not it's not selfish. It's not a, it's not selfish at all. It's it's uh, unconditional. And that's what he's all he talking about. It's unconditional. So you're to love her unconditionally. It doesn't matter. Unconditional. That's the love that he's supposed to have for her. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Roberta. That was awesome. And I like when you said for them, unconditional. And when they see your marriage, they can see the church. That, that's very deep, very deep. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ma'am. Um, Pastor Jackson, can you help us a little bit more? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hey, uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, Mr. John. I like to say on that scripture, uh, last when Pastor Chris said last word he said on there, when I have a chance to, to counsel a marriage couple, when I have a chance, after I do the prayer, the first thing I present to that couple, I say to them, you got half of the battle beat if you can respect one another. If you can respect one another. If you start off, either one, husband or wife, disrespecting one, you got half of the battle beat. Now, this scripture tells me I tries this stuff, what I hear. When I see a scripture in the Bible that I tell you everything, when I see where I'm lost and have flaws I miss, sometimes I try. I tried this scripture. Some things in this scripture, it works. I, I, when I read it, when it says, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. You know how you clean yourself, you you, you, you do your beard, or you, something you, you, you take pride in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I tried this. Something when you doing bathing or cleaning or doing something for yourself, you take pride. I tried to these some of these scriptures, and it worked. So I tell husband and wife, 
Try some of this. You know, see do it work. It works. Try loving and saying the word. It's hard, may sometimes. You don't want to say I love you and grab them and especially look them in the eyes and hug them and say, you know, baby, I love you. You know, I I needed you these years that we come together. I needed you. It was hard for me. I'm a I'm a country boy, backwood boy. I don't know nothing about all that stuff, but I tried to go God's way. Hard for me. Maybe easy for a city boy and somebody so slick or slip. I, I, I'm used to not saying none of that, but I tried. I'm used to I'm used to want to be hard. Go there, shut up, sit down. But I tried being uh, uh, nice. You you get you you get a lot of things go good for you. A lot of things go good. Trying to have the last word and the worst every word. But I've tried it. So I say to you, and it works. All I'm saying, if we allow ourselves. With, with all your praying, fasting, whatever you need to do to get to it, try it. Try some of it. You may not do it all. I ain't say I've, I've arrived, but I've tried some of it and broke the the the, the, the what me down, uh, crucify me, as Paul say, and humble yourself and bring in, usher in some love, usher in some kindness. Ursa and some gentleness. That's on both sides. Again, this is a, a, a husband and wife scripture. Now, let's put it for man. I say that because it's reverence. It's, it's two peoples here. It ain't about nobody being uh, bruising, uh, beating up, or uh, being harsh words and, and using your, your education, use your knowledge. And uh, it's, it's about kindness and love. I think I think Tracy's was brought that out. How it's this type of love? When he died, he got rid of everything. He got rid of everything. He wanted to usher in the love. I want my husbands and wives to, to exercise. That's someone they got to live with, be with, to death do them part. So why is it so hard to learn to love somebody that you got to be with all your life? You don't want to go with nobody else in God our sight. So why is it so hard to that? What, the, what y'all know about? You forgot it been so long. You forgot them, huh? So we must do love that wife, love her, be kind, be gentle, show your love, try it, try some of it. Try it today. Try it now. Try it. You know, it works. Don't, I ain't say fake, phony. It works. God bless. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Jackson. Um, listening to you, Seymour, like you're saying, um, we have to apply this word, um, not just read it, but also apply it to our life and, and see it manifest within our life. Amen. Amen. Awesome. awesome. Amen. Pastor Chris, can you expound upon this scripture for us, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, So, I'm going to put it in perspective. Now, we ought to love our wives as our own bodies. Now, as we age, things change. So, 
if we put so much pride on our appearance, like our grooming, like uh, Pastor Jackson said, our grooming, our bodies, losing some weight. You used to have a eight-pack when you met your wife, and now you're down to a one-pack. See, things like that. See, being able to know who you are, and this is both parties. This is not, I mean, I understand what the text is saying, but I believe it's for both of us. Because as we age, yeah, things change. But we have to love ourselves. That's the thing. A lot of us depend our love on the other person's reaction. Uh-oh. And in order for us to continue to love ourselves, we have to get a response from our wife or vice versa or our husband. But, see, we have to love Christ. Now, our body is the temple. Our body is where we need to maintain so it won't start crumbling and cracking. So we have to understand that loving our wives as we love ourselves. Now, for the men, we have to love Christ. We have to love ourselves. We have to love our wife. We have to love our family. Then the church. See, this is what I'm saying. We have to understand that love is continuously being mentioned in this text. We have to understand that love is the greatest of all commandments. If we have no love, how can we be effective as a pastor, as a minister, as a praise leader, as whatever that God called you? If you have no love, how can you be effective? So, he has to love himself. He has to love his wife. As he loves Christ, his love is then transferred over to his spouse or her spouse. We have to, again, we're going to pound this until the cows come home. Love is the key. Love is the way. Love is the matter of the heart. And if we can't love each other and if we can't put God in it, then yes, you might as well pack up your bag and hit the door. Because the only way you're going to get agape love within your marriages is, again, getting over yourself, learning to love someone else besides you, and God will give you the love that both of you desire, and both of you will be nurtured, both of you will bring unity to the relationship, and most of all, both of you will bring respect to each other. So I'm done. Back to you. <laughs> amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Um, just to top it, um, Minister Lorraine mentioned the two fours and talking about love and all other things cease, and it, it, it brings to mind First um, Corinthians chapter thirteen, um, verse eight, and talking about charity never fail it. But whether there's prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there's be tongues, they shall cease. Whether it be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But charity never faileth. And then 13, and now by the faith, hope, and charity, these two are the greatest reasons of charity. Again, what we're just talking about love is that greatest gift. And we have to go to God and allow him to teach us and show us his true love that he wants us to, to emulate. Amen? Amen. I mean, Sister Lorraine, how much time do we have, ma'am? Do you want to go to uh, callers right now? 
No, I want to go to housekeeping right quick. Uh, our time is almost <clears throat> it's almost gone. We always want to honor um, our three distinguished guests that listen in every week. We want to honor them. We love um, we love honoring um, their caretakers as well. We'd like to honor this morning, this afternoon, Sister Dorothy Curry and her wonderful caretakers, her two daughters. Sister Shirley Allen and Sister Lucille Priester, you are our biggest fans, and we love you, and we thank God for you. And remember the beginning of the show, we release unto you that God has never failed, and he never will. And we release that <clears throat> unto your household on today uh, for you to enjoy. Uh, Sister Ella Priester, her caretakers are Sister... Um, Leola Preacher, and I did have her daughter's, her other daughter's name down, and I don't know where it is, but I know that there's another daughter uh, for Sister Ella, and uh, I'm going, I'm trying to find it, but um, we honor you as caretakers for your mom as well, and last but certainly not least, then we uh, we we release into your household that God has never failed and He never will for you to enjoy as well, Sister Ella Preacher. Um, also, we have um, Sister Eartha Lee Aaron, and oh, here's here's her other daughter's name, uh, Rosalie Sister. We honor you today as well, Rosalie. Uh, Sister Eartha Lee, Lee Aaron, her two uh, lovely caretakers, her daughters Edna Moore and Jeanette Pontoon. We thank you for being for um, listening to us every week, and we pray that you have heard something on today that has blessed your life. And also into your atmosphere, um, Sister Earthly Aaron and your daughters, we release that God has never failed and he never will for you to enjoy on today as well. Something, um, we pray something was said on today that has encouraged you from Ephesians. Something uh, was said and shared from um, our personal experiences and our personal lives have um, uh, encouraged you as well. Uh, we we want to thank um, Sister Roberta and Sister Tracy for being a part of Saturday's buffet today, uh, for your input, for your wisdom. Uh, uh, I just want to just reiterate what Sister Tracy said, that love is a decision. And uh, I just like the way she words her, her statements because I'm a word person, and when people say certain words and they, they combine them together, they really get my attention, and I can really see clear. And and Sister Tracy has that ability. That's why I love hearing her speak. That love is a decision, and I I thank God that that Jesus decided to love us all. Amen. Um, all of our listeners, you are special to us. We we just make mention of th- these three because of how um, how long they've lived for one thing, and they're just outstanding. Um, uh, sisters, and we just love them to pieces. Also, we want to thank you, Pastor Jackson. Uh, we we haven't given uh, uh, Sister Barbara any any room, but she has a few minutes, Pastor Jackson. If she had anything she wanted to share, we'll make room for that. Pastor Jackson? Yeah, 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 I'm here. Yeah, God bless uh, we'll her. We'll make room for your wife if she had anything she wanted to share. 
Well, yeah, I just I would just like to say um I have enjoyed everything everything that I've heard uh concerning uh husband and wife. Um I know that um me and my husband we put these types of things to practice later on in our marriage because in the beginning we was not putting these things into practice. Well really we didn't we didn't know all of these things. But when we right. found out, you know, we start putting them into practice and like Pastor Jackson said, they really do work. You know, yeah. when you respect one another and let each other know that they're special. You know, both of us are special in this marriage. You know, and and he loves me like Christ loved the church and I respect him for that and I submit myself to him. Amen. And that's how we become one, just like the church. You know, it's just such a great example how how we have to come out of the world, you know, into the church. We have to submit to the church and and, and the church will clean us up and Jesus really can present us as the church to himself. Amen. You know he's doing this because he's gonna present us to himself. A husband treat his wife right, he presenting her to himself. He's gonna have a good wife. When he love her like Christ loved the church and she respecting him, you can't get nothing but you know, but the best out of a marriage like that. But you gotta have that respect. So I I really enjoy what I've heard from everybody. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Sister Jackson. Thank you, Pastor Jackson for your flavor and input on the buffet on today. We especially um, are grateful for for Brother John. Uh, Kudos to you, Brother John. Uh, We thank you for stepping up and uh, helping us out on today. Uh, We appreciate you. We appreciate your flavor and and your wisdom uh, that you you have brought forth to the buffet on today. Uh, We just, uh, um, Pastor Chris, we uh, honor you and Sister Nisi as well. We thank God for you. Uh, we realize that, that life is a collaboration of, of uh, people, and we come together and we blend and make a really good, flavorful uh, dessert on the buffet. And uh, it's just amazing uh, at how God is working these things out. Mr. Brown sends his love on today. He's sitting over here. Uh, Say hello, Mr. Brown. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Amen. Amen. Uh, Let us continue to pray one for another. Uh, Pastor Chris, if you don't mind, we could uh, go out today with a song. And uh, the Lord say the same, and he delay is coming. We'll see you next Saturday at the buffet. God bless you, and thank you all. This song is for those that... Know without a doubt in their mind, I made it out all right.
KTPV Radio, Central Texas. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.